This podcast was made possible thanks to Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we're talking with Drew Stocker. He is giving us his top 10 rules for the theatre. Drew is a drama teacher and a member of the Drama Victoria Committee of Management. I've never met someone who can describe theatre so effectively and efficiently and concisely. It's great to have a guest with so much experience on the podcast. So it is with great enthusiasm and no hesitation, I invite and welcome Andrew Stoker. Please note this interview was not recorded in the studio, so the audio quality is not as high as it usually is. Let's get to it. Great, so we welcome to the podcast drama teacher, Andrew Stocker. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. So we are talking through the 10 rules of theatre. Tell me if I'm wrong. That's right. 10 rules of theatre. Um, I've been trying to put these together for a couple of years now. And it started a while ago. Um, one of my chief banes uh, of being a director is uh, the loss of props mid-show. So uh, my catchphrase uh, for a long time has been, what is the first rule of theatre? don't touch another person's props. And of course, I've been doing it for so long now that all I need to do is to catch someone doing it and uh, just shout out, what's the first rule of theatre? And then everybody who's in the cast shouts out, don't touch another person's props. Um, And over the years, it's become a bit of fun as well as reinforcing a bit of a rule. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and if you don't, if, if you're responsible for your own props is probably part and parcel of that same rule, right? That you are absolutely right. Your own props, absolutely. you put them back, you make sure they're in the right spot. Of course, that's the stage manager's job to, to check before show and after the show, but it's also your responsibility to make sure they're in the right spot. Absolutely right. So we started off with one rule and then I come up with another rule. So for instance, I, I um, at one point I said, and the second rule of theatre is no chewing gum. And, uh, and then, and then uh, a couple of rehearsals later, the second rule of theatre is rehearse it, then learn it. Um, but, and I'll explain that later, but uh, uh, then of course they'd say, you've already got a second rule. And, and then I said, oh, well, that's a third rule. And uh, it sort of ended up sounding a little bit like the Spanish Inquisition from Monty Python. Um, you know the sketch? Absolutely, I know it well. Cardinal Jimenez. Um, comes in, jumps in with the group and uh, shouts, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Our chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Fear and surprise. Our two weapons are fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency. Our three weapons are fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope. Our four, no, amongst our weapons, amongst our weaponry, are such elements as fear, surprise, oh, we're coming again. And they exit and exeunt the rest of the cardinals and come in again, of course, repeating the same thing. So uh, in much the same way, my rules have uh, been um, quite a fun way of uh, reinforcing some basic ideas about professionalism, really. And they've been developed over many years of you just adding and adding and adding and obviously work, right. working in the theatre and stealing them from from places and adapting them and and these are all for a high school setting or you think these are appropriate everywhere 
oh, I've picked them up all over the place. And uh, uh, it's recently a couple of my students, James and Thomas, have kind of brought me to a moment of trying to put them down. And Thomas loves detail, so we came up with about 30 rules. And James is a little bit more pragmatic and suggested we keep to 10 rules for uh, clarity and effectiveness. So thereby um, uh, arrive the, uh, the 10 rules. So these are among the rules, but these are 10 of them. Are these top 10 or are these your favorite 10? These, these are called the 10 rules of theater. Great. These are the 10 rules. There are no more. This is it. This is what we've got. Let's see this how we go. This is what we've got. Yeah. Right, so we, we've, and are they in any particular order? Uh, they've been um, uh, sort of massaged into the right order, um, uh, right uh, or wrong uh, uh, a useful order perhaps, um, but I think 10 is a useful number and we've tried to put them together with a little bit of clarity, a bit of alliteration um, uh, and a little bit of um, succinct um, phraseology. <laughs> Excellent. Well, are, are we ready for number one? Are you ready number to one. take us through the, the 10 rules? Indeed. So we've got number one, as you might have guessed. Don't touch another person's props. The first rule of theatre. Absolutely um, couldn't agree more. It's a great rule to start off with. Look, I mean, people are inveterate, inquisitive fiddlers. Um, you know, if you leave a, a, a wooden sword out, uh, then there's not one kid that I don't know that wouldn't just be strangely attracted to it and pick it up and start waving it around. Um, uh, then there's nothing worse than needing your prop and it's broken or not there. If you're an actor, uh, not only does it put you off, it means you have to improvise or mime something which momentarily might undermine the theatrical style of the production or, or, or worse, it's been a, an endowed with meaning and importance and it might unravel the drama itself. So, uh, you know, no book to be read from, no locket to inspire a climatic moment, climactic moment, no skull to remind Hamlet of Yorick. Alas, dear Hamlet. Or no sword for laities to take on Hamlet with in the exactly final right. scenes. Yes. Yeah. Or the in our case, is... the one time that we uh, an oil can was misplaced just before <laughs> the Tin Man had to be released. And that oh, was no. unfortunate. So the uh, yeah, Dorothy came on with a coffee cup and used that <laughs> instead. So Good I old guess Dorothy. the audience went with it. Yeah, and I guess Hamlet could just point into the grave, always assuming you've got a grave and uh, um, imagine that there lies the, the skull. But that's not the point. Uh, Don't touch other people's props. Rule number exactly one. right. That's it. Rule number one. Rule right. number two, rehearse it, then learn it. Yeah, so, we agree. I've got that rule 100%. So far, yeah. we're in 100% agreement. Once, it's, <laughs> once you've done it, you're off book. Exactly right. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you're reading from a script, how can you possibly uh, sort of uh, practice your gesturing or, you know, how can you focus on the right thing? You're just looking at your script and, you know, one hand is probably uh, employed holding it. Um, and then I, you're, not, some... you're not connecting with the other actor as well. You're looking no, exactly at your right. script. Exactly lot. right. You can't do it. Um, and some, uh, I know some kids who say, uh, um, oh, if I find I know the lines too well, they lose their freshness. You know, <laughs> and try saying that to an actor in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in the middle of a two-year run. Yes. You know, your job is to give those lines freshness. And ac actually, the better you know a line, the better you're able to experiment and rehearse and nuance it. Yeah, play, emphasis, have some fun. Exactly right, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So that's two. Rehearse it, then learn it. Um, three, no chewing gum. 
Do you agree to that one? Clear, yes. <laughs> Do not have anything in your mouth. Um, what, it happens during warm-up as well. During oh warm-up, gosh. you're like, oh, come, come on, what, what are you doing? Chewing a bit of gum before your kissing scene, maybe. Swallow it, but you know, freshen up. But there's only what, one or two people in the cast that need to do that. And what will they say? You know, they'll say, Oh, what happens if my character chews gum? Oh. I just say, Rule number three no chewing gum. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, if she's chewing gum, Lady Macbeth is going to uh, communicate some kind of context, dysphoria, dysphoria <laughs> unless she's been recontextualized the present day. And he, even then, I say, Mime it. Mime it, yes, pretend. You can do it. You're an, you're an actress. You can do it. <laughs> so that's number three, no chewing gum. Yes. Nothing uh, in your mouths. We have no lollies and we don't eat in, I mean, you, this may come up later, spoilers, but no eating in costume at all. So there'd be, oh no, my gosh. There'd be oh. no chewing gum then yeah. and that, that Absolutely. in that world. So number four, don't touch the blacks, the black hanging cloth, the, the legs, the sides legs. of the stage that provide masking from audience sight lines, hiding the wings uh, or any masking for that matter. Or, or, um, you know, or supposedly solid looking set pieces that might sway if touched. Just don't touch them. <laughs> don't slam that door. Yes, yes, that's right. And yeah, that's the mystery. We hide behind the mystery and those legs oh, exactly are there right. to establish the, the space and the playing space. So if you, you, you touch them and the audience questions what's behind there and what's going on and, exactly. and we don't draws, want to divert their attention in that way. Exactly. It draws their attention to the theater and away from the dramatic action. Um, another thing I've seen is people running behind the back cloth or the, yeah. or the cyclorama, if you've got one. And of course, behind them, there's this sort of, um, slight vacuum that pulls the curtain in and uh, ripples it upstaging everything on stage and uh, uh, just not to be done yes and obviously no running backstage but that may you know that's don't run. safety first safety yes. first so that's four don't touch the blacks uh number five no phones on stage Great. I have broken that rule several times um, <laughs> because they, I've put them into contemporary productions, but yes, they're not on, or they're not your phone. We often have people swap phones, so then they're not yeah, right. to be doing things, but yes. I mean, if, they're, if they're practical props, then yes. If they're actually there for a special effect, then yes, of course. But uh, no, they mustn't. And the number of students I, I bumped into um, and, and said, I can see a phone in your pocket. Oh my God, there's a phone in their pocket. Take it out. Um, yeah, I don't I think did. I've. I don't think we've seen many much of that because we just say phones in bags. They're away for the whole rehearsal. You don't. You it's don't touch idea. them unless it's a break. I think. I don't even think I've come up against that issue, which is interesting to reveal that in that moment. <laughs> oh wow, that's not even a problem we have. So that's really cool that that's not a problem. That's good for you. I, yeah. I don't know. I've experienced something slightly different. We we did a, a fight call before the house opened and a show uh, a couple of years ago. And um, afterwards, the actor left the stage. The house has opened, and the actor realised his his phone was actually left on the stage. He actually brought it to the fight call. Um, and for that first scene, there was more tension backstage than there could ever be on stage, <laughs> as we just hoped it wouldn't go off. Please don't ring. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, that's no phones on stage, uh, yes. number five, or in your pocket, in your costume pocket. Number six, turn up, win more. Turn up, win more, tell me more. Indeed. So uh, I had a student who auditioned for a year 10 to 12 show and he was in year nine. He, I, he didn't say anything and I didn't know, but he turned up and uh, he got a role, a small role. And, and he came to rehearsals that he wasn't called for and consequently he got built into more scenes. And he did this all the way through year 12 and had a great time in every show. Um, and so I, I tell them, look, uh, we're creating a piece of drama. Um, I, I'll call you to the, to the scenes that I know I need you for. 
Um, and if anyone else happens to be around, it's not surprising that we might bring them in or um, give them more to do. Yeah, it happens all the time. Absolutely. So that's number Good. six, turn up, win more. Yeah. And that's turn up on time. <laughs> uh, yes, five minutes before, in fact. Exactly right. That's on time. Uh, and number seven, hang costumes, return props. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, for so many years, that's been such a key thing that we've been teaching our casts is literally how to hang clothes because some yeah. students, it seems, have never had to hang up their own clothes. They don't know how <laughs> do, to hang I do it all shirt. the time. <laughs> I know. And if you do have clothes that need to be nice and need to look lovely and need to look you know, presentable and they're throwing them around, then they look disgusting the next day and makes more work for everyone else to have to iron them and make it happen. So I think after my first year, I worked out never again. And also obviously making sure your props are put back where they belong or your props are taken care of properly or else what's going to happen to the style of the show. So, you know, if something's missing, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you know, you're going to break the, the style of the production that you've carefully created during the rehearsal process. Um, and, uh, you know, might upset the conceit, the whole conceit of the show. Um, so that's it. Uh, number seven, rule number seven, hang costumes, return props. Yep. You got to, it's vitally important. You got to do that. You got to make sure they're on the table. If you have a props table or, or set ready to go and don't just do it five minutes before you go on or just before warm up. you can do it when you finish the show, when you finish the scene, put the prop back that needs to be there. That way you don't have to think about it. You can check it and then it's there. Exactly. Right. And, uh, as a side, uh, I, I always, um, try and get my, my actors to write their own cue sheets an actors cue sheet that they can, uh, leave the stage, check on, get themselves together, ready for the next entry. Um, but that includes making sure the props go back, making sure the right props come on uh, and the right costumes get put on as well. Perfect. Exactly right. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so that's seven hand costumes return props. And number eight, silence in the wings. Or don't talk side stage. Do not <laughs> side stage. Do not talk side stage. Where do we not talk? Side stage. As my, my amazing... <laughs> say i've done exactly the same thing yes. and we can uh, hear you why why is it that we can't hear you when you're on the stage but as soon as you're off stage we can hear everything you say <laughs> and there's another thing we can hear you and uh, going back to uh don't touch the drapery um don't peek at the audience if you can see the audience the audience can see you as well uh, if you're talking uh, you can hear the audience they can hear you and a lot of first timers don't really think about that. Some, a lot of, you know, people deep in, they think, oh, they can't hear me or I'm an exception or, or I'm different in this case. I can say this or I can dance side stage or I can have a look. And they just, they just can't and just don't. That's, and please, unless that's part of the world that we've created, we're doing some Brechtian piece or something fine, but that would exactly be part right. of the direction at this point. Exactly we're, right. we're maintaining a world and an illusion. So please yeah. let's keep that illusion. And I don't yeah, let them that, in the costume, yeah. in the, in the foyer and, no, unless it's a pre-show you know unless there's some kind of pre-show kind of yeah, exactly. uh, this is part of the experience idea. yeah exactly, exactly right yeah yeah cool so that's number eight silence in the wings uh number nine breathe before your cue cool talk to me through that all right so uh listen carefully a lot of people wait for their cue when the cue last word is spoken they go and then start speaking and that fraction of a second, in my uh, view of uh, drama, it can actually uh, interrupt or slow down the whole rhythm of the scene. 
All right, cool. So that could be a, an entrance or a line, or that's mostly in dialogue? Well, in dialogue, that's right. The, the, the student's listening for their cue. They're listening, they're listening, they're breathing out, they're breathing out, they're listening. The cue line is said, and they go, and then they start speaking. So this is fraction of a second. So I really try and reinforce the idea, breathe before your cue, breathe while the other person is speaking. So you can come in like an everyday, everyday conversation. A lot of people know what they're going to say. They're just trying to wait for the moment to say it. That's right. I was. <laughs> I didn't hear you breathing there. Well done. <laughs> great, <laughs> but, great idea. Yeah, Wonderful. So I kind of, sometimes I, I, I talk about Shakespeare and uh, how he um, creates shared lines. So, um, you know, a Shakespeare line is frequently uh, 10 um, uh, beats or five double beats, iams. Um, and sometimes he splits those lines over different characters and uh, as a way of uh, maintaining the rhythm. So the worst thing you can do is stop at the end. So for instance, in Macbeth, uh, Macbeth comes on having just killed the king. So a bit of a spoiler there. Um, he comes in and says, I have done the deed, this thou not hear the noise. I heard an owl scream and the crickets cry, says Lady Macbeth. Did not you speak? When now, as I descended, I hark! Who lies in the second chamber? So, uh, you know, they've really got to come in one over the other. Um, and uh, keep that rhythm going. That rhythm uh, is the heartbeat of uh, a Shakespeare scene. And often of any play, because po poetry and, and theatre and plays are just life on, on steroids. So we're, we're not oh, looking to right. necessarily perfectly recreate our life experiences. We're looking to create a, a piece of theatre and art. So we have That's to understand right. that we're creating a sense of something of tension, creating a sense of comedy, and then that mm. the rhythm is a vital part of that. That distillation of the uh, modern idiom uh, is just as poetic, perhaps, as uh, you know, those five double beats of Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, that I am. So that's rule number nine, breathe before your cue. Uh, and then rule number 10, the show must go on. Talk to me. I mean, of course, the show must go on. But what does that mean? Who cares about the other rules? Just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, there is yeah. a caveat. Safety first. Yes, um, of course. And if there's an accident on stage, the stage manager's got to stop the show yeah. um, and quickly. Um, uh, but an audience of 440 or 400 will have arrived pretty much on time, one would hope. Um, yes. So you've got to fulfill that social contract, there, that artistic contract um, between maker and, uh, and audience. Yeah. So keep it going. You know, we're not going to change, change the time uh, to suit a single actor. You've got to be there on time. Boom. Fantastic. All right. So well, that's, those are your that's 10 rules. That's it. The show must go on. So um, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we might talk about the, uh, the 10 acting tips and the 10 backstage basics, uh, but you mustn't tell James. He might threaten me with a comfy chair. <laughs> Fantastic. Good. Well, I look forward to doing the, uh, the next having the next conversation with you. Uh, we continue our lists, our, how about our top 10 list of top 10s? We'll do that. We'll do 10 episodes on our top 10s of, of different parts of the theatre world. I think that's great. Excellent. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Andrew. Yeah, you're welcome. Take care. That is all from us at The Aside. Thank you to Andrew Stoker for giving us his time. Those are his 10 rules of the theatre. I wonder how different your rules are. If you disagree or agree enthusiastically, don't hesitate to leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook, The Aside Podcast. 
we have a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through that and find one that piques your interest. We have over 250 episodes now and over 40,000 individual listens. So thank you to all those people listening to the Aside Podcast each week. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Sill for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening.